Hello everyone, welcome to episode 14, yep, episode 14 of the Godzilla Roundtable. As always, I'm your host, Mulder, otherwise known as Faye, and as always, I am joined by... Uh, Tan here once again. And Crash here. And today we'll be discussing Godzilla vs. Mecha Godzilla 1974, because this is the second to last show of film, we're almost done. Dun dun dun. End of an era. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're almost done with the show era. Woohoo! Okay. So I guess we should. I guess we should get into rating and crash. Since you were really excited for this one, I'll let you start off. Okay. Um, I probably would give it a seven out of ten. I think mm-hmm. personally, I for me, I loved everything about Mechagodzilla himself. But I felt mm-hmm. kind of part to the middle. Got kind of slow personally. But we'll get more into mm-hmm. that. But that's my yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Ton, what would you give Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla? Um, Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla gets a um, 7.5, 8 out of 10. It's a, it's a really mm-hmm. fun one. It's a solid entry. I, it, it, I definitely liked it a lot. And balance is restored after last time because I'm giving this an 8 out of 10 <laughs> as well. <laughs> It's a really fun one. I really enjoy it personally. I think it's one of Jun Fukuda's best, which is a good lead into the front to front of the episode. So, once again, Jun Fukuda's back. This would be his final Godzilla film. So, and what a send off it is. I think it's a really appropriate send off. Because I think it kind of encapsulates Jun Fukuda's style of Godzilla movies. Mm-hmm. But, like, a really fun cast, a kind of lighthearted tone, a very jazzy soundtrack. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And some really interesting and unique um, uh, monster ideas, which I think is really fun. And this movie was also um, the 20th anniversary film for Godzilla. It's, it's quite, you can really tell it's kind of an anniversary tribute film because it kind of has all those classic elements. Yeah. It's kind mm-hmm. of a return to form to the older Astro Monster Ebira style. Yeah. It's also it also was an anniversary film. I forget how many years, but for Okinawa becoming part of Japan, which is interesting, and that's why there's such a big focus on Okinawa in this film, which I find really cool. Mm-hmm. So I guess, what did you guys think of Jun Fukuda's final outing as director? Uh, Wanna go crash? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, I mean, it fit. It fit very well. Super consistent. It was exciting. It's kind of become like what I think of when I think of like a Godzilla movie just his kind of style and I think it was mm-hmm. a really proper send off for sure it's gonna be weird like seeing how the future ones just feel different overall with the new director at the helm yeah yeah you're gonna see a big change after the next one crash <laughs> because the next one is the end of an era so you'll definitely yeah. see it Ton what did you think of this being Jun Fukuda's final outing uh, this is definitely a big return to form for Fukuda after Megalon. Um, <laughs> uh, even Son of Godzilla, this is definitely more his versus Gigan or his Ebera style. Um, mm-hmm. And it's it's really good. Like, um, it's weird to say this now about Mechagodzilla as mm-hmm. Crash will see as we go with this franchise. <laughs> 
but he always kept his ideas fresh and unique for the franchise. Mm-hmm. So it's really cool to see such an iconic element like Mechagodzilla be one of his ideas. Yeah, it definitely is. And I guess to continue on that idea front, it also always really, really finds me remember that Mechagodzilla exists because of, as Colin definitely knows, as the mecha expert here, mecha was booming in the 70s until it was like, we need a fucking mecha in Godzilla. <laughs> so, honestly, Ton, how do you say mecha Godzilla stacks up against, like, the mecha of the 70s? Because this is pre Gundam, so we still have a lot of that Super Robo stuff. Yeah, so this is definitely in the style of, like, the old Super Robot animes, like, um, I don't want to. Make sure I don't talk out my butt here, but like Gigantor <laughs> or um, Get a Robot, Mazinger, Mazinger, yeah. yeah, yeah, all those real classics. So you know, th- there's kind of a lot of different gimmicks going on at the time. I think by like the '70s, the big thing was combining robots. So mm-hmm. Mechagodzilla is pretty distinct because he's not a combining robot, but he is like a giant robot dinosaur. He has all those powers that you see in like the mm-hmm. anime, all the weapon, giant weapons, just glittering armor, and just a very like boxy, futuristic look. Well, like for mm-hmm. the 70s, which is futuristic. Yeah. Um, overall, he, unlike, say, Jet Jaguar and Ultraman, who felt very mm-hmm. derivative. Mechagodzilla feels really, like, fresh for this era of Mecha. Yeah. I definitely agree, especially because he's also an evil mech, mm-hmm. which was not common back then, because I, from what I remember, wouldn't Super Robo tend to use, like, almost, like, kaiju-style enemies, rather than other mechas? Yeah. In the old days, well, it kind of depends, because there would be a lot of, like, giant monsters and stuff, but they're also, like, get a robo. The enemies would be dinosaur robots. <laughs> oh. So, uh, fitting for this. Yeah. So, Mechagodzilla wouldn't be out of place in the Mecha anime. That, that's interesting. Alright, Crash, because we're on the topic, what did you think of Mechagodzilla? Because I know you've been oh, excited Mecha for Godzilla a himself. Um, yeah. yeah. I love Mechagodzilla. As you all know, um, I'm a big sucker for evil versions of characters. Just kind of like, even if they're like yeah. super similar, I don't know why. I just like the concept a lot. And so, Mechagodzilla, <laughs> 100% just scratches that itch for me. I was so giddy mm. just seeing him and Godzilla fight. It was so exciting. And he does it really well. He's such a threat. He's just like Godzilla, but he's got missiles everywhere. <laughs> and I, I just love everything about him. I love his design. Uh, mm. All like all his. He's, he's like Gigan like, times two. Like, he's got all these fucking weapons everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Just a complete killing yeah. machine. And I do like how like, in the movie they're like, oh yeah, we analyzed what the most powerful creature like on Earth is. And it was Godzilla, so we're going to do that, but even yeah. better. <laughs> yeah. It was so cool. I love making Godzilla. <laughs> it, it, he's all, he also makes Godzilla bleed again, yeah. which for me makes any opponent stand out if you can make Godzilla bleed. Especially how much blood Mechagodzilla Godzilla. It makes Godzilla yeah. do like just I, I love the bit when all of his fucking missiles just like stick inside of Godzilla <laughs> yeah. like a fucking porcupine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, because we talked about how beams weren't super common, Mega Godzilla has not just one but two <laughs> beams because he has his eye lasers and he has the lightning bolts thing from his chest. Godzilla's <laughs> just a, a walking army in itself. 
Mm-hmm. Not to mention the fact that he can turn his head around so he can fire <laughs> that on two fronts. Was, um, it was um, it was Godzilla and who's yeah. King Caesar? Oh, King yeah, Caesar. Um, yeah. <laughs> King, yeah, they both coming. I was like, oh, don't worry, I got this. Just fucking shoots from both sides and takes them both out. <laughs> that was cool. It honestly is. I re- I really like Mechagodzilla. This is my favorite incarnation, Mechagodzilla. I don't want to say too much about the ones that come after, just so I don't like taint your experience, Crash. But in my opinion, this and the next movie are like the peak of Mechagodzilla for me personally. And he just has this really classic retro seventies feel. It helps that his theme is fucking awesome as well with the jazz music. <laughs> it just fits him very funky. <laughs> yeah, I I really enjoy it. Which I guess is a good leading because you mentioned King Caesar. But I guess first I'll start off. With, how did you guys feel about the Okinawa element in, in this film? Uh, that was the the native people. Yeah, the uh, island, the the island setting. Uh, I mentioned this when we were watching, but it it reminded me a lot of Gojira, you know, because uh, the movie that starts mm-hmm. talking, you know, the natives are like talking about Godzilla as like a legend, and that's kind of what they reminded me yeah. of. They were like talking about King Caesar, as well as like. Mm-hmm. Kind of predicting the future, sort of. That was very really yeah. interesting. It, it, that that's what made me feel like okay, this is kind of like you know an anniversary movie because it, it kind of combines a bunch of elements from like Godzilla's past, yeah, just to make it feel like familiar but also new. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ton, do you have any thoughts on Okinawa in this film? Oh uh, yeah, um, Okinawa is a saying is used really well here. Um, there's a kind of a nice showcase of Okinawan culture as mm-hmm. kind of distinct when you have the kind of the, it starts off with like the pe- the locals having a showcase of their culture and it mm-hmm. just kind of comes up throughout the movie I, I agree with Crash it has that very Gojira feel where it feels very respectful mm-hmm. um I'm, I'm not too familiar with Okinawa culture so I can't really speak to mm-hmm. the accuracy so mm-hmm. I'm sure someone out there would know better, but it's definitely nice to see kind of the tribute to Okinawa as a part of Japan. Mm-hmm. Something I find kind of interesting to me is this scene almost of, of Okinawa being invaded because it was brought into Japan kind of forcibly. If you know history, like I'm sure a ton, you know mm-hmm. that um Okinawa was basically captured mm-hmm. and not like always part of Japan. So it's interesting to see that brought up, like, in the scene where the older elder is like, Godzilla, bring vengeance upon the mainlanders. I think it was interesting that they addressed that mm-hmm. rather than gloss it over. Yeah. Which I guess makes it kind of interesting to have, a, in a way, icon of Japan and Godzilla teaming up with an icon of Okinawa and King Caesar mm-hmm. against a bigger foe. That's true. I, I I was not really aware of that part. That makes it kind of adds a new layer to like just the feeling. Yeah. Of the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even if this movie, I feel like, is not the most cinematically deep, I think it has a few interesting things to analyze there. Yeah. I, and with that invasion mm-hmm. element, I also wonder if maybe it would be kind of a reference to a so quick history tidbit. Um, World War Two. America versus Japan, Okinawa, big island close to Japan. U.S. military invaded Okinawa so they could bomb Japan and stay there after them. So there's a big 
U.S. military presence on Okinawa to this day. And it's kind yeah. of really controversial with the locals because um, U.S. soldiers are the most well-behaved overseas, we'll say. Yeah. Politely. But, yeah. So I kind of wonder if that element also was kind of a reference to those feelings. See, I had that thought, too, of it almost being, if you squinted a bit, if Mechagodzilla kind of represented America, in a sense, that's an interesting thought. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I'm not sure how far you could go with it, but yeah. it's definitely interesting. And Mechagodzilla also, in terms of the film, has that element of taking responsibility for your own creation, coming back from Gojira, like how the older scientist who got kidnapped and forced to fix Mechagodzilla went back with the, um, oh, shoot, what's the name? Oh, yeah, with Interpol and um, uh, the main character's younger brother to take down the base for the black hole aliens. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's a whole bunch of stuff there. Yeah. <laughs> the black hole aliens, the Interpol agents, the... There's so the much stuff adventure. in this movie. <laughs> but anyway, I guess I should go back to King Caesar because I have a guess on this first topic. Um, Crash, what did you think of King Caesar? Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> It, it was really weird because they hyped him up a lot. I mean, the whole thing was like, you know, trying to get the idol, you know, figure out what it's about. And then, you know, it's <laughs> Mechagodzilla's on the prowl about a fucking up. They're like, quick, sing an entire song. Kind of like Mothra, but this song was really long. Mm-hmm. And then he busts out. And then he just kind of, he gets his ass kicked once and then he goes into hiding. <laughs> Until Godzilla shows up, he's like, oh shit. I can help out. Then he gets beat up again. <laughs> I don't know. I He had his heart in the right place, but he wasn't very <laughs> good at his job. <laughs> Ton, what did you think of King Caesar? King Caesar. He's interesting. Um, <laughs> I don't want to sound negative because he, he's a really cool idea. I always like mythological kaiju, and um, he's based off um, a cultural statue on um, of a lion on Okinawa known as uh, Shisa, Shisa, correct? Yeah, yeah, Shisa's. Shisa's, and it's kind of cool to see that translate to a kaiju. Um, I guess my only big issue with King Caesar is his design looks kind of funky to me. I don't, he mm-hmm. looks like a weird monkey dog. <laughs> but, um... Uh, he's cool. You know, helps out Godzilla. He's a nice buddy. It's kind of cool to have, like, another Mothra-type kaiju uh, mm-hmm. being, like, the local deity figure to the people. Yeah. That is so, cool. I do like that idea. I just wish yeah. he did more, I guess. Yeah. See, for being with King Caesar, I have a big soft spot for him because there's not a lot of mammalian kaiju, I feel like. Mm-hmm, like, true. besides for King Kong, I don't think there's that many. Honestly, think about it, I can think of King Kong, King Caesar, and then Behemoth from King of the Monsters. Those are only three that come to my mind instantly. Yeah, I wonder why. I'm sure there's... It's always like... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's usually insects or dinosaurs or reptiles you get. Which I don't mind because I love all three of those, but it's like, come on, we can have some mammals too. Yeah. Mammals are cool. So it is cool to me to have a lion-like um, uh, kaiju come in. And, okay, 
I know that King Caesar kind of drops at this, but I do think the fact that he can reflect <laughs> beams back with his eyes is really cool. Oh, for sure. I like his design a lot. Yeah, and, and his design I also really dig. I like them using a mythological creature as basis because because you, you, we haven't really gotten, gotten a lot of that either in Godzilla up to this point besides for Amanda and King Ghidorah. Mm-hmm. So it is neat, it's neat to see that. I do agree, though, that for whatever reason, after he starts off pretty cool with the with the by reflecting Mechagodzilla's lasers back at him, he doesn't really do much <laughs> until the end. I'm not sure what happened there, but it 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 happens, I guess. Yeah. I guess they wanted to demonstrate how powerful Mechagodzilla is, but like they could do that yeah. without making him like hide behind a rock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I guess was a good lead into what did you guys think of the human cast of this film? If Ton would want to start. Uh, sure. Um, the human cast is really good here. Um, they definitely have a, a lot more fleshed out. And, um, we have a main, a female main character again after that was missing Megalon. So it was nice yes. to have back. <laughs> um, you know, it's very... For, well, for Showa, like, alien plots are nothing new. But the way mm-hmm. it did the alien invasion here is really... Just a, a lot more fun. And, yeah. Uh, I, I found it more in-depth than, say, um, Megalon. <laughs> oh, yeah, and Destroy All Monsters. <laughs> and also, I like the fake-out with the Interpol agents. Like, you think they're, they're part of the alien conspiracy, but no, they're just cheeky <laughs> secret agents. <laughs> That's true. That... It, Crash, Crash. What did you think of the human cast? Sorry. Yeah, I don't remember their names, but they were very interesting. I did like just the whole thing with them was a lot more engaging. I like the whole, you know, seafaring kind of adventure. Not Mister exactly, but like trying to figure things out. And you know, like Anton was saying, the sus Interpol agents, which we weren't really sure whether they were on our side or not until you know when he reveals that he's part of Interpol. I I liked them. Mm -hmm. It was cool, and you know. They're, you know you have a good human plot yeah. when you care about it and you're not just like, come back to the monsters. And that's how I felt about yeah. this. I thought what was going on there was super interesting. And it tied really well into mm-hmm. the monsters with them trying to kind of bring yeah. King Caesar back. Yeah, that's my thing. I really enjoy this cast. I don't think they're as fun as Gigans, personally. Yeah. Even even if I think the movie overall overall is better. But I do like them. Especially, I really like the main um, archaeologist female character. Because I think that's really fresh for Godzilla. Because you, we haven't had a female scientist before in these films. From what I can remember, at least. Yeah, I don't think so. I think this is the first. Because I know Honda would have female scientists in his other stuff. Not in Godzilla itself. Um, so it's interesting. I really like the bit where they where they play on like the trope, pretty much, of their female characters being um, journalists all, all the time. Because, like, the main male character's like, no journalists allowed, and she's like, I'm not a journalist. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. That was pretty funny. So, so I enjoy little stuff like that. And then, with the black hole aliens, I think they're really fun, personally. Like, I like them being more secretive about it, compared to, like, the Space Hunter M aliens, or the Zillions, who are really, like, open about what they're doing. Like, they're more secretive, like, they have big Godzilla poses Godzilla. That's fun. Also, the fact that they're inspired by Planet of the Apes is just really fun to me. Yeah. It's because because they're monkeys. <laughs> yeah. They are, they are I can never trust a fucking alien in this series. But yeah, the <laughs> fact that they're monkeys is really funny <laughs> to me. 
and they'd be the final um uh, alien new alien to come into the franchise for a while actually so i'd enjoy the in in this in in this duo crash (laughs) wow huh (laughs) because you're you're not gonna get (laughs) get something like for a while fun while oh and interpol i feel like they add a really fun element personally i i really like them doing the fake out and it's typical for Fakuda because Fakuda loved doing spy stuff in his Godzilla films. Yeah. Def has, Especially, Def has a lot of fun with it here. And I really also, I appreciate the fights here. Not the monster fights, but the human fights here being a lot better than last time. <laughs> yeah, they're a lot more like visceral. Yeah, and intense, which I appreciated compared to last time where we had the fucking kid throwing a plane in, <laughs> in a guy's face. <laughs> Don't worry. It was powerful. So I, I did... Or when Karl Marx got thrown <laughs> out, out of the truck. So I appreciate having something a bit more... Not serious, but at least a bit more like entertaining to watch yeah. with the human fights. So I appreciated that. <laughs> it was really cool. The interplay... <laughs> What was I going to say? I didn't know Interpol was a real thing until you told me. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, international police, like, I was like, gosh, that's, like, fiction. There's no free border fucking police people that protect you. I was like, oh, damn, no, it was an actual thing. I didn't know that. So, thank you for telling <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you were like, oh, Interpol need. I-, I was like, I was like, wait, Crash, they're real, you know, by the way. <laughs> that, was, that was my what, back get... of the day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess it also kind of shows kind of a fun bit of continuity behind this. Behind, I guess in a subtle way, by the fact that now the world governments have like send the fucking international police after suspected aliens. <laughs> I mean, yeah, by this point, I mean, yeah, assuming aliens is a fucking asshole. They all, they've all tried to fuck <laughs> up the Earth. Just me. <laughs> I mean, I mean, at this point, Earth has had by this point continuity-wise. Um, um, uh, if we just count like humanoid aliens, two. Maybe three if you would count the Cetopians as aliens. But if we count like monsters too, there's been five different occasions. And just got to alone. I mean at some point they've all taken like a human form. I guess Besides Adoring. I meant like more like organized groups, you know. The Zillions. Oh yeah. Killax, fucking Nebula and motherfucker, cockroach bitches. But but wait but wait, Crash, you're making that same mistake you did when we were watching it. The Kelax are in 1999. Oh, this fuck. Yeah, I it's the future. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I keep forgetting that. Yeah. Damn. Okay. So they <laughs> will. It's just, it's just really funny. <laughs> because you were, you were wondering where Matra was. And I was like, Robert Crash, how Matra and Destroyer Monsters is still, yeah. is still a By caterpillar. This point, she's still fucking like, she's chilling an egg right now. Has not had. I miss yeah. Moth. I haven't seen her in forever. <laughs> yeah, it actually, it actually has been a lot for Matra, though, Dan. Yeah. Because their last full appearance was in Destroy, was in Destroy yeah. Monsters, which is wow. ages ago now, movie-wise. Yeah. Feels yeah, um, years ago now. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And let me see. Oh, also, this also would be um, this composer's final time doing um, a Godzilla film because... Oh, shoot, what's his name? Let me look uh, Masaru quick. Sato. Okay, I was right. I was remembering everyone. Make sure, yeah. <laughs> This would be Mufsaro Sato's final time doing a Godzilla film, and he had such an improvement from Godzilla Raids again, I feel like, over the oh, course of the of the series. Yeah. yeah, that was his first Godzilla 
film com- composition wise. Mm. He definitely developed a really distinctive style that um was very unique, but honestly, I liked it a lot. Same. The funky jazz. Yeah. Out there music. It was just always <laughs> enjoyable. Oh, definitely. Yeah, he has a really distinct style in this, I feel like. Also, speaking of continuity, I also really appreciate them having Godzilla be healed and empowered <laughs> by, by lightning. lightning. Because that that's a nice <laughs> callback to Ibra. Wasn't it in Where in Ibra, King he was... Kong 2 mm-hmm. as well with the lightning? Oh, no. In King Kong, he was hurt by it. Wait. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Was it was Ebra which changed it, and they stuck with the Ebra change. Has <laughs> he developed a immunity at some point? He was like, "Ouch, that hurt." I'm just not gonna get hurt by lightning again. And then he just stopped being hurt by lightning. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It's really funny because King Ghidorah having having lightning, um, uh, gravity bolts was a fitting weakness for Godzilla because of his uh, because of electricity weakness up until that point. But then you get the Ebra. Or because they had to switch Godzilla in for King Kong. He's empowered by lightning, and now lightning doesn't hurt him. Oh, yeah, lightning him. helped King Kong, right? Yeah. That was yeah. yeah. I just know lightning helped one big fucking monster. That <laughs> <laughs> was close. But yeah. And now it's like, haha, now I am powerful. And then he waits 30 minutes before coming back. But still, you know, it's it's nice that he's, he's feeling better. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, Crash. Now, now that we had Godzilla in a bigger role in this film, um, did you feel like you could notice the difference by not having Haru Nakajima play him um, anymore? I, I wish I paid more attention to that. Uh, I can't say that, but I will pay attention the next time we watch it. <laughs> well, for the I guess, final, I, guess, I don't know if that counts because it was mm-hmm. Mechagodzilla. Was he playing him too for mm-hmm. that scene? Um, I feel like he suit? probably was. Yeah, but that might have been on purpose yeah. because it was meant to be. Fake Godzilla. Which, by the way, I'm really glad that I got your neck with that. <laughs> yeah, that, that, <laughs> I gotta say, it was really funny, though. Bro, my fucking Angus mm-hmm. has just been in a pit this whole time since the beginning of Megalon for no reason. He's just been yeah. stuck in there, just trying to get out. <laughs> and then Godzilla wakes up, and I was like, oh shit, there he is. I was like, I don't know, he's on the prowl or something, I guess. And he just starts fucking shit up. And I'm like, wow, what an asshole. <laughs> Why is he being a dick again? <laughs> and it turns out it's not really Godzilla. Mm-hmm. It's Mecha Godzilla. Which Angiris. Yeah, then. Which Angiris knew. Angiris. He just gets out of his pit of hell and then he just gets fucking beat up by his best friend. <laughs> his job yeah, is really fucked. Awful time. I know. Then he, he never comes back either. I feel bad. He just runs away. <laughs> Yeah, this is Angiris' final appearance in, in this That's era. Fuck. That's mean. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy had his job broken and ran away. But that does lead well to um. But yes, I I was saying I don't know what the fake when it was mm-hmm. Mechagodzilla pretending to be Godzilla. He felt a lot more aggressive yeah. in a way with the way he's beating up the buildings mm-hmm. and shit. But like I said, yeah. that may just be because he's a Mechagodzilla. But yeah. that scene at the the waterfront with um. Mm-hmm. By the oil tanker, I think. I forget. That yeah. was a really great yeah. scene. It looked beautiful. I love the flames lighting everything up. And then Same. Godzilla actually showing up. They're like, yo, what the fuck? Two Godzillas? And then they're fighting. And that was just that was such a great scene. Probably one of the best scenes in this movie. I really liked it. <laughs> Mecha Godzilla's intro is a really cool and dynamic scene. And like you said, I really like how the lighting plays into that. Yeah. It Also, this is the first ever time we have a beam clash in the franchise where two beams lock. <laughs> It was cool. <laughs> they both get sent flying. Yeah, it was... 
Bridgeport. And I, and his rep mm-hmm. was being fucked up, like I said. <laughs> People have come to be like, you know, God, it looks okay now. And then he comes back and just starts fucking everything up. Like, God damn it, why are you doing this to me, man? I just built up my rep. <laughs> <laughs> that is really funny to think about. God's a little like, you're friendly. <laughs> yeah. Poor guy. He, he really is. Ton, did you have any favorite scenes? Because we kind of got onto that topic. I'm interested if you had any favorite moments. Um, I'm 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 with you guys with Godzilla versus Godzilla. And I also <laughs> loved Mecha Godzilla versus Angers because that was that scene is just so brutal. I know, I know, right? Mecha Godzilla just that's probably the most like gory fight we've had since Hedera. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was really <laughs> pretty graphic. And 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 then all the fucking um. Like blood spurting out of 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 Angiris's mouth. I know. Only thing is, I felt that the blood looked kind of like clay, but it was like really, it was really thick. <laughs> but it was really brutal. Like it was poor, poor guy with all the spikes on his back. Don't protect you from nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny, Crash, to see your growth with Angiris. <laughs> well, yeah, my first impression was he was stupid fucking Ankylosaurus. That got beat up, <laughs> but then you know I thank the filmmakers for giving him like a spotlight to grow. You know, I'm really happy they did yeah. more with him. And I like Angiris now. I feel I I can't. It's not. I don't want to say it's out of pity because every time he shows up, he's usually getting beat up or something. <laughs> but I just want I want him to have a good time. You know, I want Angiris, I want Angiris to be given something nice for once. Poor guy. Hope next time he shows up. I mean, <laughs> he's good. I, I mean, I mean, he did have um, a Godzilla versus guy. Yeah, get, he got off that pretty was, good That there. was a pretty good time for him. <laughs> I want, I want more of that. Give Angiris <laughs> the spotlight. Have him tag up with Godzilla again. <laughs> I, I want that so badly. I, I, I guess I could say this because actually, no, 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 no. I'm gonna save it. Never mind. <laughs> I was gonna say something because you had seen this movie, but I'm gonna wait. I'll point out to you upon 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 our rewatch. Okay, I'm excited. <laughs> so yeah, this movie I feel like is a very fitting 20th anniversary film for a lot of the stuff we talked about. I I really liked um Crash how I was able to trick you by going see look it's a 20th anniversary they're taking it back to his original roots. But that, that's what I was saying. I was like yeah he's, he's like back to how he used to be you know an asshole destroying everything being a force of nature. <laughs> <laughs> Some things never change. Psych. And then yeah, I was like, nah, it's me, Mexicanzilla, with a skin suit. I don't know how they put that on. They're like, fuck, it's too much effort to put that back on. Just don't, just don't even bother. They just left him in his robot yeah. the whole time afterwards. I, I, I do I know, wonder, right? were it's they, really great. Were they doing that mm-hmm. to frame Godzilla like on purpose? Yeah. yeah, yeah, to try to make it seem like they weren't around wow. yet. What an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Because uh, because it's because it's, e- it's easier to use Godzilla going back to his old ways than to like reveal yourself, which kind of why I like them. I feel like they're more they're more like the Zillion style plot. Yeah, they're much more efficient than we've seen it than we've seen in a while. Yeah, much more of a force to be reckoned with. You know, they're much more competent at their job. They're very serious. And yeah, like you said, kind of low key. They keep themselves hidden, mm-hmm. and they're I guess very. Threatening, you know, they decipher that Godzilla was yeah. like the most powerful one. They're like, so 
we just got to get our own Godzilla, and they did. Didn't work out, but they 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 almost had it. <laughs> Yeah. They were nearly there. Oh yeah, a ton. I forget. Did we get your thoughts on the black hole aliens? Uh, did, did, did I talk about? Them? Um, I don't think so. Oh damn. Uh, well, I I really like them. They're they're um they're very. You know, I think I did talk about them, but I'll give some different thoughts. Just uh, <laughs> uh, I like their design a lot. Um, when they mm-hmm. switch from beat their human form to their monkey mode, um, <laughs> yeah, it's very Planet of the Apes like that was like the influence. But they have a really distinct look, and I like the sound design a lot. They have like kind of this same, kind of like this alien version of Gorilla Grunting, which is really yeah. <laughs> and 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 in case anyone ever thinks that we're a well put together show or not, <laughs> just. This kind of shows, but yeah, though I also something I noticed this time around was they have green skin, which I think is a neat is a neat touch to make them seem more alien than just like a gorilla. Oh yeah. Oh, I miss that. Because because when they go back to normal, um, they have green skin, which I think is neat. It almost reminds me ton of a concept we have in one of our works. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll leave it at that. Um, what else is there? We're getting too efficient at this. <laughs> we really just bang stuff out. But I guess I will say though, I really like um the 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 monster fights themselves in this movie. Something about them feels a lot more dynamic than last time. I feel like. Yeah, it's very exciting, and also I feel like Megadol's mm-hmm. flying effects are better than. Jack <laughs> and Megalons. But yeah, I think maybe it has to do with uh, just the pacing of it. Feels more natural, I guess. Yeah. And exciting. Yeah, the pacing is a lot better in this movie. Like, I feel like it, it proceeds along nicely. I know you said you got bored in some bits crash, and I guess I could see that. I feel like the only part where the pacing gets a bit off for me is when they free on the main character's younger brother, the professor, and the professor's daughter at first. Mm-hmm. And then they go back. That makes it slow down a little bit, but I feel like overall it's really fastly paced, and I appreciate that. Yeah, like <laughs> just coming from Megalon, it's like just inherently better. <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah, I, I guess I just felt a bit, some parts of the human stuff just kind of dragged on for me. The boat scene. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was all you know, purpose of figuring everything out with the statue. Yeah. But like beyond, like I said, everything with the monsters I really liked, and the fight really, like I said, super mm-hmm. exciting. Make the first man Godzilla fight was excellent. Mm-hmm. Really good, and even <laughs> and even though King Caesar was not the most useful, the fight with the second rematch between Godzilla and Mechagodzilla mm-hmm. was also like really exciting. Just seeing Godzilla. Try- oh, I, I guess that is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so just on, seeing Godzilla sorry. try to figure out how to approach this. This guy can kind of do everything yeah. he does, but like with missiles, <laughs> even yeah. more. It was fun seeing him like you know adapt to this new enemy of his. Also, which I guess reminds me, what did you guys think of Godzilla's magnetism? It was really dang. But <laughs> Godzilla <laughs> obtaining a new power and then losing at the end of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Godzilla getting weird powers that never show up again is just tradition at this point. <laughs> so if, he's not getting, if he's not getting a weird power, you're not watching the show. <laughs> Destiny for him to lose it at the, the end. 
the magnetism is really funny to me, but I'm glad they at least kind of explained it by showing the, the lightning scene, because that's the implication that the lightning gave yeah. it to Godzilla, <laughs> which I appreciate. Like, at least they go out of their way to explain it. <laughs> and think back, Godzilla trying to like fly away. <laughs> it's like Godzilla like fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> it was really funny. I always wonder how how much um uh, sentience or sapiens like Godzilla ask, has. Actually. <laughs> because they call him a cyborg, but in this one, they don't really elaborate on that. Like, he just kind of... And they say his head got damaged, they have to fix his head. But I wonder, is it like a supercomputer running him, or what? I, I can't really tell. Yeah, I was gonna say, because like, I wasn't sure if they were controlling him or not, because they responded to him, like, they are watching that fight, like, oh no, like, do this. So I kind of get the sense that, like, yeah. some of his stuff they were controlling, but like... I don't think they got a whole, like, you know, VR suit, like, controlling Mecha Godzilla. So, like, I wonder if they, if, yeah, Mecha has some own, like, you know, like, AI doing it for him, or sentience fighting. Yeah, I feel like he probably has a limited degree of sentience, because they tell him to come back at some point. And, but they also mentioned, like I said, that when his head got damaged in the first fight, they had to repair him first. So I guess he does have some kind of computer up in there. True. Yeah, some, probably some kind of AI or something. And this is also very different from before, but something I also kind of noticed was, I find interesting, is I've noticed that Showa Godzilla films will set up romances, but not make them into romances. <laughs> it just, just hit me now, because I was thinking, in this movie you have the main two, um, uh, the main male character and the and the archaeologist um, uh, female character. Then you have his younger brother and the professor's daughter, where they like set up like these kinds of like romances, but they don't really go through with them. And like even in like Gigan, they had that with the manga um, creator and the girl whose brother is missing. Like they do that in that as well. Oh, yeah. I find that kind of funny. Like they set up these ships and then they don't do anything <laughs> with them, and I'm not sure why. Yeah, I have to wonder if it was like. Censorship constraints, or if it was just they didn't really know how to resolve those romantic arcs, so it's like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> or, or I wonder if it's, if it's because at this point, Godzilla films were definitely for kids first. If they if if they thought that kids wouldn't want to see romance, yeah, that would probably be it too. Especially because because Japan has a very gendered view of their stories. And these were definitely intended for quote unquote boys, so they said they would be like, "Well, boys probably don't want to see romance, so don't just hint, just hint at it, but don't really elaborate too much on it." I feel like that probably played a part. Yeah, I, I guess you can compare it to other um, entertainment, like say anime. A lot of shonen mm-hmm. stories will give like the main character uh, a girl who is pretty heavily implied to be the love interest, but then they don't actually go into that because it's like, oh, this is for boys. They don't want to see that crap. <laughs> Feelings. <laughs> <laughs> and and then and then they save it for like the final chapter. By the way, those two got married. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. So, so I, I do have a feeling that's probably part of it, but it's just funny for me to notice that in, in Godzilla films of this era. Yeah. And then they kind of were doing that too, because Ghidorah had the main um, uh, detective and the princess who was possessed by the Venetian um, uh, prophet. They had a bit of a love interest thing going on there too, but they didn't get together either. 
which I, which so I guess it's kind of been a Godzilla trademark at this point. <laughs> yeah. It, which is just really funny. Okay. And it is kind of interesting to see the end of the Shiro era because this does kind of feel like a culmination of all of Fukuda's stuff, like we were mentioning. Like with Gigan and Ibra, and even Son of Godzilla and Megalon. It feels like a nice endpoint for his work in in the franchise, even if he would later go on and say he didn't like any he made. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of. For Godzilla. That's so yeah. weird. This is all stuff. He's, he's done like a lot of these. The era, right? Yeah. Did he yeah. all of it? Yeah. When he when he did the interview, he said he felt that Godzilla should not have gotten sequels. Damn, but like so much of his stuff is classic, man. I know, right? <laughs> I, really, yeah. I really liked it. So like, wow. Same. I don't know why he feels that way. Yeah, it's kind of tragic for Kuda. Is that his stuff got kind of well. I don't know what the reaction was in Japan, but it's become like such a centerpiece of the franchise. But he mm-hmm. himself doesn't really see it that way. Or well didn't because he's since passed away. Oh yeah, damn. For a while. <laughs> Unfortunately. Because that was like one of his last interviews too. He was like, Yeah, my stuff was shit. It was cheap. <laughs> there was no budget. Godzilla shouldn't have gotten a sequel. And it's like, man, I feel I feel bad for him. Because he was treated like the B team, like we talked about in, in the Eber episode. So I, I get why he felt the way he did, but almost like how Alan Moore doesn't like some of his comics, just because a creator feels a certain way about their stuff doesn't mean you have to agree, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. Because I personally think Kukuda's stuff is really good. I would agree. For the most part, anyways. Megalon isn't really his fault, I feel like. Megalon was just a mess <laughs> of a film. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know. I feel like with a lot of creators... I don't know. They have a different perspective than mm-hmm. like everybody else that enjoys their like creation. It's weird. So like yeah. even if you know everybody loves it, you'll sometimes it might just be like, Yeah, it was pretty awful. And it's just something you just can't really understand unless you're in their shoes, I guess. Yeah, that's how I feel about it. Like oftentimes your perspective like it's basically like to use a euphemism, um you you don't always wanna know what what's in the sausage <laughs> or how the sausage was made. And I think you get that a lot with creators where when you're ex- where because you're the one making it, you don't always you can't always view it objectively in a sense, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like if you were fighting with this okay, go on. Oh yeah. It's it's kinda just like you're your own worst critic, you know. It's like mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know someone makes a cake, see someone makes another cake and they're like Oh, this is based off of comics, so credit to the artist. But someone makes a cake, and they're like, "Oh, this other person made such a bigger and nicer cake." But then someone sees the cake and is like, "Wow, two cakes!" <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much that. And I also feel like Fukuda probably, and this is maybe just me reading into it. I also think that coming after Shiro Honda is not an easy thing to do, especially with how well-received that first Godzilla film ended up being in, in Gojira, that it's definitely tough, I feel like, to make your mark. Especially because Fukuda, I feel like, got kind of, on a sense, almost blamed for making Godzilla more lighthearted, even though that was just the trend that Godzilla was starting. 
Oh, and I feel like even back in King Kong vs. Godzilla. Yeah, definitely. So I feel like Fukuda got kind of blamed for it when that wasn't really him. It was just a natural course of action for the franchise at the time. Yeah, it's just kind of like a scapegoat for like all the issues people have with that era, even if it's not like all on mm-hmm. him. Yeah, it's and I and I do think it's unfair because I feel like, especially now when a lot of his films are being reevaluated, even yeah. Megalong, See, like, uh, that he they didn't. Like oh, bitch, go on, you know, like, yeah, just like you're yeah. saying, you know, mm-hmm. even at the time, people didn't really appreciate. You know, now especially, a lot of people looking back for what they are and not, you know, what they didn't want it to be, and you know, finding yeah. appreciation for it now, and especially because no, 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 oh, no, sorry, no, I'm my thought. <laughs> I was gonna say, especially now, now that we have so much more darker Godzilla stuff, I feel like now the lighthearted stuff stands out even more. Yeah, as like fun stuff. So I really appreciate what Fukuda brought to the late sixties and seventies era of Godzilla. Yeah, same. And, and like, I feel like you can't, like, when you think of classic Godzilla, like, you're probably gonna think of this guy's stuff. You know, Fukuda, like old school yeah. Godzilla. Just because, you know, made him a big part mm-hmm. of it. And it's a lot of, you know, public conscious, like, you know, funny stuff. Yeah, Fukuda's it. stuff is definitely as big a part as the, as, like, Konda stuff, I feel like. And definitely bigger, in my opinion, at least in America, than what came after besides, for, like, Monster Rush and stuff. Even though now I feel like you're, gonna, you're starting to see more nostalgia for, like, the 80s, 90s, and 2000s stuff as our gen and the gen before us get older. Yeah. But I think now, Crash, it's time to update your ranking. Uh, of course, you posted it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Let me take a look at this. <laughs> I guess I would put it above King Kong, but before Hedorah. Well, wow, you really like Hedorah. Just like just in hindsight, because Hedorah is just super unique. You know? It really is. <laughs> But yeah, like it's gonna be kind of weird ending this era now with this classic Godzilla stuff. I mean, for the longest time, but, like, yeah, a lot of this funny stuff was like usually what I thought of. I thought of old school Godzilla. It was really cool getting to see it all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we only have Terror Mecha Godzilla next week, and that concludes this era. And that's gonna be Shiro Honda's final time directing a Godzilla movie. Wow, he comes back for the end. Does he ever come back again? No. no, next time is, is his final Godzilla film, unfortunately. Wow, so it really is the end of this era. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it really feels like the end of an era, honestly, next time. Especially the ending, you'll see. <laughs> okay, so, Crash, do you want to give your closing thoughts on Godzilla versus Godzilla? Yeah, sure. Um, I thought it was alright, but I loved everything with Godzilla, and I completely say he lived mm-hmm. up to my expectations. <laughs> Probably one of my favorite monsters now from Godzilla. I see he's pr- top three at least. Mm-hmm. I really like him, even if he's mm-hmm. I don't know if he's a monster. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, at this point, giant robots, Mecha. <laughs> if they're in this context, they're basically monsters, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Ton, ton. What would you say? Because you're the Mecha expert. Oh, uh, yeah. I think in this context, Mecha counts as a monster because it's like. It's a monstrous machine, basically. Yeah. Capable yeah. K- K- of mass destruction and half. So, like, okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ton, what 
are your closing thoughts on Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla? Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla is really just well-made, fun, and enjoyable. Like, if you're gonna go through your Godzilla marathon, it's it's definitely one you should skip. Um, mm-hmm. Mechagodzilla is just an iconic Godzilla enemy. And, um, mm-hmm. you know what, let me actually not spoil an upcoming movie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, if you if if you like robots and you like Godzilla, you're going to like Godzilla. And I hope you like him a lot because he shows up a lot. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Son, I can just sense your exhaustion with Mechagodzilla. Oh, wow. <laughs> I can't wait to see it. <laughs> Um, for me, I think Mechagodzilla, if you want to get a sense of Fakuda's films, I would actually say that this is the best Fakuda film to watch if you're if you're new to the franchise and you're not going in order. Because I think this really establishes Fakuda's style. It has the aliens, it has the fun human cast, it has the fun, crazy monsters and monster battles. So I'd really say that this is great for beginners. And I would say it's also just a really nice second-to-last film for the era, and really encapsulates what Jun Fukuda brought to the franchise. And I'm glad to see him get a better reception over time. So yeah, this was episode 14. Next time, we'll be having our final show episode. And then after that, we'll be doing a show roundup. So I'm very excited for that. Thank you for listening, and have a good night.